disappears a lot though. Right. I don't know why. It needs to like I don't know. It messes up my background, man. Like it makes me you could tell it's you know not real, like with that stupid water bottle thing. Like I think you can tell it's not real to begin with though. Whatever. <laughs> Some people are slow. You need, okay. you need to get a real bookcase to like like get educated, get a bunch of books like right. uh, and just put it in the background. I'm not gonna lie. I have a lot of books. I just don't have a bookshelf in my own place yet. So I don't mm. even know if that's gonna be my setup. Like when I get an actual mm. apartment or in house, like I don't, I don't know if that's gonna be my setup because I like I like so many things. I just want everything I like in the back, like quotes, Bible verses, like just stuff <laughs> like that. You know. All right, but yeah. But anyways, guys, hey, welcome back to my YouTube channel. It's been a while. Like, me and Justin have been live in three weeks. Three weeks. And that hurts and kills the algorithm, but we're back, man. Hey, I'm Sean Christopher Jenkins. This is Justin Lee Howell right here, my co-host, my partner in crime, the one who does videos with me all the time. We got a treat for you guys today. So, you guys have heard a lot of quotes in your lifetime that you do not agree with. There's been a lot of things said by people that just sounds not feasible. That's the best way to put it. So we have a quote for you guys today. Actually, two. It's the same quote that you see all the time, worded in different ways. But some people believe that winning is everything. Some people believe that winning is the only thing. Some people think that if you're winning is all there really is. That is a false quote. So, like, on my YouTube channel, I have a playlist called False Quotes. Like, let me see if you guys can see my, see my screen. Like, why ain't it going tab by tab? This sucks. Like, oh, my goodness. It's not even going tab by tab. What happened? Uh, it's just showing one screen. But, mm. yeah, that's what happens with social media, guys. That's what happens. Like, all right, but anyways, yeah, let me just show this one. All right, I just got to do it like old school, but whatever. All right, so, yeah, I have a... I forgot my hair was that long. <laughs> right. I have a lot of playlists on my YouTube channels, guys. So my YouTube channels upload past crossroads. I doubt I can toggle. Yeah, I can't toggle. I got to do it manually. But, yeah, I have a lot of playlists on my YouTube channel. So after this video, if you enjoy this, like, just go to this playlist on my YouTube channel, upload past crossroads, because I got a lot more videos I'll do and me and Justin will do together. On false quotes that you hear, and I'm basically just gonna be uh, basically attacking those quotes, right? So there's actually a quote that I heard while watching. Uh, I watch a show called NBA The Jump on Sports Center all the time. Um, it's one of my uh, favorite shows. I like to get uh, updates on uh, NBA players and stuff like that. So let me go ahead and show you guys uh, one of the quotes. So like I said, like I'm struggling right now technology technologically right now so i have to like manually do everything it's ridiculous but all right so here goes the, the quote so it basically says it wow it's justin this sucks man I, uh. I gotta keep on shutting down the share screen to share a slide like if, if i share a slide uh, yeah like tedious. Uh, oh my goodness man like y'all gonna do this to me just, just gotta work with what we got all right this is better all right yeah, see, this is why you're in computer science major, show. All right, so here goes a quote, guys. So winning isn't everything, it's the only thing. So this, you guys heard that quote before. Winning isn't everything, it's the only thing. And it originally came from this coach right here. He used to coach the UCLA Bruins. He was a football coach there. 
His name's Henry Russell Red Sanders. So if you ever wanted to know where that quote originated from, that's who it originated from. And he was actually pretty good. Like, I mean, he won a national title. I think the PSC, the PCC, you know, I think that's like bowl games, like conferences or something like that. But yeah, he won culture of the year. He's a Hall of Famer, right? So he won a lot, like actually. Like I looked at his stats. He had 102, 41, and then three records. So that's pretty good. So three draws. All right, four losses, 102. So, I mean, that's crazy because, you know, he coached Vanderbilt too. So, huh. you know, Vanderbilt ain't never really won nothing before. So, uh, but anyways, yeah. So he was the one who said winning isn't everything. It's the only thing. And then winning is all there really is. So, guys, I want to ask you guys a question. Are those quotes true? Is winning the only thing that there really is? Like, is winning really everything? Right? Let me go to my question so you guys see it. Right here goes my question. I want you guys like to really answer and think about. It. This is what we're tackling on the video. Is winning really everything? Imagine what your life will look like, and how your character would be if all you did was win in life. Right? I want you guys to imagine that. And so, and then I got another question for you guys. If your life was just all you winning and everything going your way, would you learn anything? How would you be? And why would you even depend on God if all you did was win? Mm. Like that song, who sings that? DJ Cali. All I do is win, 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 no matter what. <laughs> That's a good song, though. I have to admit. So, like, guys, is winning really the only thing? And then my last question, we'll tackle it at the end of the video, like closer to the end. Like, is it important to lose? And what is the significance of losing? So, yeah, let's talk about the first one. You know, uh, is is winning really? The only thing is winning really everything. That's a heck to the no, right? Because sometimes you need to lose in life, right? What's the mm -hmm. point of losing? What's the significance of losing? Let me just go ahead and go there, right? The significance of losing is a lot of things, right? This life is encompassed of just winning and losing, you know, wins and losses, uh, things going your way and things not going your way, things panning out for you and things not panning out for you, people dying and people still alive, like you losing people and you gaining people, right? Making new friends, like meeting new new mentors, new advisors, what me and Jess going to talk about on another video we're about to do. So like this life is encompassed with just so many things. So losing Man, like there's there's so much you learn from losing. And I would even argue you learn more from losing than oh, yeah. you do when you win. So like if you literally only won in life and everything only went your way and all you did was have things happen that you wanted to happen, what would your character look like? You obviously would have never asked God for anything because everything goes your way. So I'm going to ask another question. Who's the most blessed person in the world? Like who's the person... In the world who has everything going their way and everything's perfect and they never went through anything bad they never lost like everything's just perfect for them that person don't exist i would even say i, I would even like compare jesus to that because you yeah. your was like who's the most blessed person and like you have to ask yourself okay what's the definition of blessing and a lot of people say it's like seeing god in everything or being able to see god's face through a situation like who who does that better than jesus who's able to commune with god man mm -hmm. jesus is probably the most blessed man in the world but like he like he like bad things happen to him all the time like he i would he obviously succeeded in his mission
but like a lot of times people like wouldn't listen to him and like you would almost say like his sermons failed or his followings failed or like people left him and like he was under so much stress i think it was like the book of luke where it says like he sweated blood which is like a um hemo hemodrosis or something like that where like you're so stressed out that your blood vessels are popping underneath your sweat glands. Um, so it's like, even Jesus was the most blessed person, but like not everything went the way he wanted to, unfortunately. He knew how things would turn out. He knew like a lot of people would turn against them, but like uh, it, it probably wasn't like, uh, not everything went the way he wanted it to. Yeah. So, you know, I asked John John about this, so I'm being honest, like playing devil's advocate of everything I said at the very beginning of the video. Because, I mean, you guys already know the direction I'm going in. But, like, John John, from a sports perspective, like Vince Lombardi, he's probably, like, the first greatest coach in NFL history. So, like, he coached the Green Bay Packers. They won the first Super Bowl. Um, he's arguably the best coach ever, right? So, Vince Lombardi, he once said, if winning isn't everything, why do you keep score?" Right? Why do we keep how many championships somebody got? Like, why do we put so much emphasis on That's how a devil's advocate question? Yeah. So why we put this question? What do you say? That's a really good uh, question. Yeah. Yeah. So why do we keep score? Why do we keep tallies on how many championships a person has? Like, why do we make such a big deal about like the goat in basketball? Right. Mm. In order to be the goat in basketball, you got to have championships. Like you don't see nobody naming Julius Irvin; he only has one. But they definitely not going to mention no Reggie Miller or um, Allen Iverson. He doesn't have a ring. Like just people without rings. Charles Barkley. Like it makes me so mad when they talk about Charles Barkley. Like bro, like they have no respect for that man. And he's one of my favorite players ever. I wish he was on. I have a ring. Yeah, he, he never won a championship. Really? Dang, he's such a good player, too. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, the, man, that's okay. I didn't know that. That's evident. That's obviously evidence where winning's not everything. He's right. A, and he's an awesome player. Yeah, so it's just certain, like, in the NBA and even in the NFL, like, you never won a championship, like, that diminishes your whole career. If you play all your career, you never won. Like, if Chris Paul never wins a championship, then he's just going to be – yeah, he was in the NBA. He was great. Hall of Famer, one of the best point guards ever. Maybe he ain't going to be the best just because he never won no championship. So, like, that's what people say because winning is everything, essentially. Like, you know, why do you play football? You play to win the game. Like, you play to win the game. Herm Edwards said that, like, in an interview one time. He, us, he was so mad at an interviewer. He was like, the interviewer was like, you know, how do you feel? Like, he was like, you play to win the game. Like, <laughs> like we, we play for no other reason. So, like, but, yeah, that's with sports. But in life, like, is winning everything. So you can say that with sports. Like, yeah, sports, like, yeah, winning is everything. Okay, but that doesn't diminish what they accomplished and what they did. So winning isn't everything. So, like, there's actually a video, guys, like Giannis Antetokounmpo. If you guys heard of him. His, have you heard about Giannis Antetokounmpo yet? Uh, no, I haven't. Okay. Well, he was the MVP of the league once, maybe twice now. So I can't remember. I got I to really pull this up. Let me, like, I'm not prepared. Did you have anything else while I pull this up? Yeah, I do want to, like, mention, just while you're working on that, it's like, 
I'm going back to Charles Barkley because I'm still surprised he didn't win a championship. <laughs> he said, oh, yeah, if you don't win a championship, your career is over. Man, look at Charles Barkley. He's like he, – he has other – he's not just a great basketball player or was a great basketball player. He's got charisma. He's been great on ESPN. It's like God – God just like used his other gifts and allowed him to continue his career in another way. That just goes to show like success is it's uh it's all about perspective. It's like uh, subjective. Like success for one person may not be successful uh, for somebody else. So to say like um I don't know like uh, it, uh Sean and I were talking about kids uh, before this as well. And it's like, I remember watching this movie where, or actually a couple of movies, like Up, like the, I'll, I'll use that one because the other example I'm thinking of is this obscure Swedish movie that you never would have heard of. Uh -huh. But like in Up, like they found out they couldn't have kids. And it's like, the guy was devastated. But for the, like the woman, she made a scrapbook of like the years they had together. So it's like, even if, um, even if, you seemingly fail in one area it doesn't mean God won't like lift you up in another area. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's too much fun, guys. All right. So Giannis Antetokounmpo, I love this man, man. Let me, dang, I'm just got to pull up so much stuff. Let me pull up a picture of him so you guys can see this man. So first of all, I ain't going to lie, man. Like Giannis came into the league looking like a twig. Like, let me see a picture of that too. So you guys can see that. Like, Sorry, I'm not prepared, guys. All right, so Giannis Antetokounmpo, I think he's like 26 years old. He's been in the league, I'll say like eight years, something like that. So when he first came in the league, this is what he looked like, man. He was just a twig, man, just just all tiny, like just a stick. Like, look how small his arms are. Like, you see, guys, see that? Like, he looks so young. And then look at this. He's a freaking monster now. <laughs> <laughs> Like, look at this, right? You see him right here. And then look at this. Like, bam. Like, <laughs> he's a freaking monster. What do you say, Justin? Yeah, that's a pretty good picture. I ain't going to lie, man. Like, he's one of the people I look at. I'm like, man, I got to work on. I want my delts to look perfect. So that's your delts are the circle things right here. These are your delts. So, like, my shoulders, I want them to look perfect like his. Like, because. Yeah, nobody else got delts like him, man. Like, look at the muscles, man. You can see his delt. Like, it's just the definition, man. Like, you, obviously, you can see, like, I kind of, like, um, idolize him a little bit. Like, I like the way he looks. And then his hair, like, I got hair like this because of him, like, because his hair, right? I've always dreamed so, of my hair. Is he the inspiration to your hair? Yeah, he is, man. Oh, that's funny. Like, I like yeah, so Giannis, he's been in the league for a while. And it, when he first came to the league, nobody could say his name, Giannis Antetokounmpo. It was really hard to say, right? And they, everybody was butchering it. And so uh, last year in the NBA playoffs, um, so they won a championship in 2021, the Milwaukee Bucks. The freaking Milwaukee Bucks, right? Bucks only got like two championships in all their like tenure. They've been in the NBA since the 60s, so like for a long time, maybe even before then, right? But they've been in the NBA one the longest 10 years out of all the rest of the NBA teams. And so Giannis got them a championship in 2021. And he's the only NBA player lately to stick with one team and win a championship without hopping to another team, without like joining a super team, without trying to get somebody to come to him, 
to make a super team. Like he literally did it by himself. You know, so like everybody got mad respect for Giannis and he won the MVP twice. So that means he was the best basketball. He was recognized by all his colleagues, by reporters, by the NBA, by everybody as the best NBA player that year for two, it was for two years. So he got two MVP championships, right? All right. So last year, uh, so they won championship 2021. They lost last year's because the uh, the Warriors won. That's one of my favorite teams with Steph Curry. Steph Curry's my favorite, right? He reminded me of Kobe Bryant a little bit. Favorite, yeah. Yeah, he got the Mamba mentality. He's the only NBA player I can watch. Like the only one because he he just inspires me. Nobody else really inspires me, but it, Giannis does in different ways. But anyway, so like last year in the playoffs, the Bucks, um, you know, they were the number one seed in the Eastern Conference, so they had an easier path to make it to the championship. They played against the Miami Heat, who were ranked eighth. They were the last seed in all the Eastern Conference. So when the Bucks played against them this year in the 2023 NBA playoffs, the Bucks lost to the Heat in a 4-1 series. So that means the Heat won four games. You got to win. It's the first of four. Whoever gets the four first wins the series and gets to progress and gets to get an opportunity to make it to the NBA Finals. If they don't, if you don't win the four games, you're out. You don't get another chance. You got to wait till next year, right? Mm-hmm. To to you know fight for a championship. So the Bucks lost to the last seed in four games. They only won, they only lost they only won one. The Bucks did. That's pathetic. Like they didn't even make it to make it a seven-game series. Like, that's awful, right? So, like, everybody, all the reporters, all the world was just coming for Giannis and the Bucks. Like, how did y'all lose? Like, and so then, to make matters worse, during an interview, at the very last game, when the when it was the coffin was closed and the Bucks are out of the playoffs, the first seed, the team that should have marked, like, Molly walked, the Heat, like they lost, right? So everybody's already mad. Like a reporter, he said this, right? I'm about to show you guys this video, man. So, all right. So I'm so excited, guys. Like, listen to what Giannis said. So this video is titled "Is Really Is Winning Really Everything." So listen to what Giannis says to what the reporter says, right? I just asked. I just asked. Do you view this season as a failure? <sighs> oh my god. Uh... Okay, because I'm not at all. You asked me the same question last year, Eric. Okay, uh, do you get do you get a promotion every year on your job? No, right? So every year you work is a failure. Yes or no? No. Every every year you work, you work towards something, towards a goal, right? Which is to get a promotion, to be able to uh, take care of your family, to be able I don't know. Um, provide the house for them or take care of your parents. You work towards a goal. It's not a failure. It's steps to success. You know, and if you've never, I don't, I don't, I don't make it personal. So there's always steps to it. You know, um, Michael Jordan played 15 years, won six championship. The other nine years was a failure. That's what you're telling me. I'm asking you a question. Yes or no? Okay, exactly. So why are you asking that question? It's a wrong question. There's no failure in sports. You know, there's good days, bad days. Some days, some days you are able to uh, be successful. Some days you're not. Some days it's your turn. Some days it's not your turn. And that's what sports is about. You don't always win. Some other other people's gonna win. 
And this year, somebody else is going to win. Simple as that. We're going to come back next year, try to be better, try to build good habits, try to uh, play better, not have a 10-day stretch with uh, playing bad basketball. You know, and hopefully we can win a championship. So 50 years from 1971 to 2021 that we didn't win a championship, it was 50 years of failures. No, it was not. It was steps to it, you know, and we were able to win one. Hopefully we can win another one. You know, I sorry that I didn't want to make it personal because you asked me the same question last year. And I, last year I was in the in the uh, right um, mind space to answer the question back. But I remember it. Yeah, I like it. Dang, man. The fact that he called him out by name, like Eric, you asked yeah. that question last year, guys. That's, that's awesome. Say that again. I had you like all the way down for a minute. Say that oh, again. Man, the fact that he uh, called, called him out by name, like Eric, why are you asking this again? Right. Man, awesome. That's a great way to own it. Mm -hmm. But that's the whole point, guys. Like in life, life is a process. It's a journey. Like, Nobody wins 24-7, seven, seven days a week. Like, you may have dreams. Oh, go ahead, Justin. <laughs> Man, I, I'm sorry for cutting you off. I love the part where he says, it, like, it's just steps to success. Mm -hmm. like, you're, you're not a failure every year. Sorry, go on. I just love that part, though. It's steps to success. It's not a failure. Right. Like, that's what I have to say to my dad, like, to really make known to him. Because a lot of times he'll make me feel like I ain't achieving nothing. Like, I, I still need to talk to him about it. But like two months ago, we went to Long, Long Logan Steakhouse or something like that. We never ever go there. We went, we went like only twice. So like we went there and he said to me, um, Sean, you know, what have you accomplished? What have you done? So it's kind of the same thing, right? Like somebody's telling me like, Sean, you know, you're, you're really a failure. Like you ain't done. No, that's what I thought my 30th birthday. I'm not thinking like that no more. Like that leads to suicide thoughts. That's the wrong way of looking at things. Yeah. Right. Like just because I'm 30 years old, I ain't married yet. Don't have my six kids yet. Don't have a ministry. or Well, I have a ministry, but I don't have like a big grand mega church ministry, not a pastor at church. Yet. Does that make me a failure? No, it's steps to this. It's levels to this. You got to be content and grateful for the small successes, the little victories, the, the small hurdles, like the small steps, the little steps, because it takes those little steps, the little achievements, the little successes in order to get to the big ones. It takes a lot of them, actually. It takes a lot of small successes, a lot of small steps to get to something grand, right? It takes you being faithful in a little for you to even get close to the big. Right, you will never get to the big, you'll never achieve anything great if you ain't had the little successes leading up to the grand, big, great things that you're waiting on and waiting for. So, is winning really everything? Yeah, okay, that's nice. Yeah, okay, <laughs> but like it's the small successes that matter the most. Without the small successes and the small wins, you'll never win anything. So, it really takes a lot of wins to get to the big one to where everybody mm -hmm. sees the public ones, the, the humongous ones, right. So, like, is winning really everything? No, because in order to even win, in order to even be great, in order to even win championships, you know, it's work you got to put in. The teams who win championships in the NBA, NFL, NHL, NHL, MLB, whatever you want to throw at it. Look at all the championship teams. Look at how hard they work to get to that. Like, they left everything. Every You look at every single championship team of every sport in every year. Just just do some research on it. Look at how 
their relationships were. Look at how much work the work ethic was. Like, what was that like? Like, what was the attitude like of the whole entire group? Because you'll never see a championship team win with only one player. Like, <laughs> let me school you guys real quick, right? A good example. My favorite players of all time, my favorite player in the NBA of all time is Kobe Bryant. And obviously, I'm a huge Lakers fan just because of Kobe, right? So, like, when it was Kobe and Shaq back in the early 2000s and the uh, late 1990s, like, those were the days in the Lakers' time, like, for me. So, like, nothing was like Kobe and Shaq. They played Allen Iverson in the 2000, 2000, 2001 uh, NBA uh, championship. It's literally just Allen Iverson on the Philadelphia 76 Like, they had a pretty good squad. They had the Kimby Matombo, Eric Snow, Aaron McGee, but you guys don't know those names, right? I can name a few names on the Lakers. You know their names. Like, I'm pretty sure you guys heard of the Coach Phil Jackson before. Like, I'm pretty sure you heard of, uh, you know, Derek Fisher, Robert, Big big Rob Shot, Horry. Like, <laughs> like, Robert Horry, like, he had a lot of clutch shots in NBA history just from buzzer beaters winning championships and stuff. Then you got Rick Fox, like everybody likes his eyes. Like this is the Lakers. Kobe and Shaq, like you know these names. You know these people. They're bigger than life. So like when they went against the Philadelphia 76ers, all they have is Allen Iverson to score. That's it. Like they don't have nobody else to score like Allen Iverson or like Kobe and Shaq. Like so they had to deal with a whole team like a you have Robert Horry, Rick Fox, Derek Fisher. Like, I need to look up some of the other names. But they had, they were stacked. I think Ron Harper was on the team. He won six championships with Michael Jordan and Scottie Pippen. Like, they were stacked. Like, so, like, you know, they had a whole team, the Lakers. You freaking had Kobe and Shaq. They both averaged 40. But they had even more than that. Then you got the Philadelphia 76ers with just Allen Iverson. So it takes a team to win. Like, you'll never see anybody win a championship and they're not a full, complete unit. Like, even their water boys, the trainers, even their owners are better than the other organizations, right? So, like, that's what it takes to win. It takes a team. It takes other people to win. Like, you'll never see anybody make it to the NBA without a community. You can't get there by yourself. You got to have the right coach. You got to be in the right system. You got to get the right publicities, the right promoters, whatever you want to call them, like, to market you and to get you – get you through the door right it takes a unit it takes a village it takes a team right so like is winning really everything no there's a lot of factors that you, that needs to be you know that needs to work out for you and to go into play for you even to start winning right so a lot of you guys are missing out on like the bigger picture the bigger mark like you're focusing on the grand thing so for me doing animation right uh -huh. If I just focus on that, I'll never get there. Right? There's so many levels to this, so many steps, so many stuff I need to achieve before then. Justin, I know you got stuff, man. <laughs> yeah, man, it's uh, and it's like kind of you're bringing in the sports. I'll bring in some scientists. Something yeah. I really like about um Thomas Edison is like someone asked him like um uh why why he failed so many times to finally make the light bulb. Like, why'd he fail like a thousand times? And he said something like, um, those weren't failures. Those were um, just a thousand ways I knew that it wouldn't work. So, like, every, yeah, man, I, I can't get over the fact, like, every, they're just stepping stones for, like, a greater success. Or what Sean was saying, like, even if you succeed, like, if no one's going to see, like, the small successes until it leads up to the big one, 
the one that everyone cares about. Mm-hmm. But again, it's like all relative. And you you have to like look at um, like one verse that I love about that I really like about success and prosperity is like in Joshua 1.8. It's like, uh, do not let this book of the law depart from your mouth. Meditate on it day and night so that you may be careful to do everything written in it. Then you will be prosperous and successful. Like, man, it's like, but then, but then look at Joshua's life. Like he never made it to the promised land. He did not, like he and his generation did not make it to where uh, God had promised or like Abraham. Like and now I'm getting into promises. Abraham, like uh, God told him, like his children will be as many stars as there are in the sky, or as many sands as there are on the shore. But like he didn't see any of them. He only saw like, well, technically two sons, but he only saw like Isaac. So it's like his promises came after he had died. Same with Joshua. The people made it to the promised land like after him and his generation had died off. So like if God's making these promises of success and prosperity, like why aren't they seeing it? That's because that's the, how you define it. Like that reporter in the crowd was thinking you only succeed if you are, I don't know what his standards were like making the championship, getting a promotion or something like that. Mm -hmm. But no, like for God, it's like being blessed. It's like being on the same wavelength as God, like being connected and building that relationship back with God. Because when Adam and Eve were in the garden, they had a perfect uh, symbiosis with like their surroundings, with God, with the earth. And like when we lost that, the, the snake said, God said, if you eat of the fruit, you will surely die. Well, they ate the fruit, they didn't die, but they kind of did, they spiritually died. They cut off that relationship. It's like, it's the same, it's, it's the same like nowadays with celebrities or uh, pop stars or like whoever you see on tabloid. It looks like they're making bank, but man, that's um, I can't really name anybody who, as Sean was saying, no, no one on this earth does not have something bad going on. Like even people who look like they haven't made are making mistakes all the time or getting um, getting nasty divorces or like not making the championships or like failing in the eyes of the public but that's not the success god wants for us because he knows those are transient stuff man the championships something i'm going something from creed i think it was the third one no 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 second one that was really good it's like uh this manager like slick looking dude um was asking creed baby creed like how many heavyweight champs were there and there was like shoot um it's either 40 or 70 i i I forgot how many it was a lot though Mm -hmm. like more you can count more than you can count in the hand but then he says look out at this crowd like who who can name but like two or three of them right now it's like yeah the general public won't remember you that's like that that's kind of terrifying like even your who i've said this in another video too about ecclesiastes like who knows the names of their great great grandparents like your successes in this world are gonna be like dust in the wind in just like four generations if not less like isn't that crazy like man i'll I'll give it back to you but it's just like you have to realize who's defining that success who's defining that prosperity right 
Right. Oh, dang. What was that verse, man? You just threw something else out, man. We did talk about that with Ecclesiastes, what success is. Like, oh, yeah. You know, what is success? And then also, um, so what is success to you and what's the, what is success to God? So those are two different things, mm -hmm. right? And then also, it's a scripture verse in the book of Ecclesiastes. I'm going to find it, Justin. You just motivated me, man. Like, cause that video is so powerful, man. I just know what it said a little bit, but I want to say the actual verse. Yeah. If you want to look for that, I'll I'll keep talking. Yeah, I'm going to look like, for it. And something like we, uh, uh, Sean and I had like a powerful Bible study series for First Corinthians. Look on his uh, YouTube page to see that again. But like a section that always sticks with me, I want to say it's like chapter 13. It's like Paul is asking, what are you building your successes on? Is it like things of the world that will like burn away? Are they like flammable? Will they like light up when you throw a match on them? Or are they on a strong foundation? Are they eternal? Are they part of the kingdom of God? I mean, we know everything that we save up in this world is just going to be dust in the wind um, unless you get like super famous. But even then, it's like where, like, where are you, where are you collecting all your valuables? Like, what are you putting your hope in? Mm -hmm. Yeah, the scripture verse was um, Ecclesiastes seven one. So, guys, you guys got to check out this video. This video is so dope, man. Dang, I did it by myself. Just I thought we did it together. Oh, I thought we did that too. All right, I know we talked about it. So we must have, yeah. Yeah, let's see if we did it together. So, like. The scripture verse was Ecclesiastes 7, verse 1. It says, a good name is better than fine perfume. In mm. the day of your death, better than the day of your birth. That verse is so powerful, man. So mm. many bars with it. Let me read another version. That's the New International Version. Another version is the ESV. It says, a good name is better than precious ointment. In the day of death, better than the day of birth. So a good name is better than fine perfume, guys. So Kobe Bean Bryant. Elvis Presley, Michael Jackson, like you guys know these names. Michael Jordan, it's better than fine perfume. Do you know how expensive perfume was back in the olden days? Like, and do you know how rare perfume was back in the old days? Perfume and clone? No. You think rich? You think poor people had that? No. You think the average person had that? No. Like, like oh, what, years wages or something like that. Right. Like, like imagine saving up money for a year just to buy like a small bottle. Right. And it probably didn't it probably suck compared to perfume and clone today. Like, but anyways, like yo, we know that from Mary putting uh oil and perfume on Jesus' feet or whatever. Mm -hmm. But um, yeah, guys, so like perfume was expensive. So like this Arthur is saying, like Ecclesiastes 7:1, a good name is better than fine perfume. You remember these people, these names are great. Like you can have a great name or you can have a bad one, even like Adolf Hitler. Like, I can name some bad names, like Jeffrey Dahmer. Like, these people, they're known, going to be known forever. So you can be known forever, and your name could be a delight for people, or it could be, oh, like, you know, that person, man. Like, you're that was the devil. That was the another Antichrist. Like, that was not a good person. So what do you want to be? Like, is winning really the only thing? Like, I'm going to go back to what I was going to say. Oh, man, let me say this, too. The day of death is better than the day of birth. So, guys, nobody knows who you are when you're born. Nobody knows who Michael Jeffrey Jordan was when he was born, like when he was growing up. Those were the beginning stages, his origin story. Like, 
Nobody cares about your origin story until you make it, till you win, right? <laughs> Nobody cares about your name until everybody knows your name, right? Warren Buffett, Mark Cuban, like we, just me saying those names, you know who they are. You recognize them, like you know what they're about, right? That's how powerful their name is. And then also a good name is better than fine perfume, better than precious ointment. What does that mean? It also means that, you know, ah, dang, I forgot what I was going to say. But basically, guys, um, dang, I forgot what I was going to say, Justin. Did you have anything? I, I was about to say something, but with that part, I forgot. I should have just said it instead of, like, really teaching and breaking everything down. Me too, yeah. It'll come to you, I bet. Yeah, it definitely. I just hope it, don't, it comes during the video, not after the video, you know? Yeah, let me think about that real quick. A good name is better than a fine perfume. You want me to talk a little while you're thinking? Yeah, go ahead. Okay. It's like, uh, yeah, I like, I man, I love those examples. It's like, like that's almost a way to become immortal is to have like, like have a good name, like and a and a bad name as well as like he was using for example. And it's like, yeah, like no matter how rich you get, too, it's like we can't take that with us. Like, we came into this world with nothing, and we're going to leave this world with nothing. But, like, the in sometimes, like, the, the and I feel like I'm, uh, we've talked about this before, but the relationships and the impact you have with other people, like, kind of keeps you alive. Yeah. Like, that's, I love um, celebrations of life in that way. They don't call them funerals. I like, there are some people who have, like, celebrations of life where they, um, they, it's not just like a oh we'll miss justin on this day he was born in october no the celebration of life is like they remember the memories like one time with justin and sean we did this and it was hilarious and it's like that embodies your life a little bit more than like the riches that you have and like to me like how sean and i were talking about how like how hard it is sometimes to be talking to family members or people we know about like things that are bothering us or like even the Bible. It's easy to tell your opinions to a complete stranger. You don't know them. But for some reason, like our relationships, we value them. We don't want to do something that messes those up or ruins it or something like that. So like your name and your relationships and the impact you have, I feel like brings a whole lot more satisfaction than like what you earn or how much money you're making. Right. Do you remember anything, Sean? Yeah, I was going to say uh, future generations, right? Um, mm. A good name is better than fine ointment, better than a year's salary, right? So, like, obviously, like, people just, some people just live to make a living. Like, <laughs> that's a bad way of saying it. Some people live just to make money just to get by. So they live off survival. So all they do is just live for a paycheck. That's awful. Like, mm. bro, you meant for so much more. God has a purpose for you. Like, what are you doing here? So a good name, that's what all of us should be as believers. Like, is that saying everybody gonna be great? Everybody gonna be grand? Everybody gonna be famous? No, but like people should know who you are just by your name. Like that's a child of God. That's one of His. Man, that person got love. Man, that person. Man, He blessed me. She blessed me. Man, they turned my life around. Man, they brought me to the Lord. Now I'm telling you about Jesus, right? So how are you known, right? A good name is better than fine ornament. It's better than money. It's better than it. South, like, no, it's long lasting, it's everlasting. Some people will live forever just because of how they lived on this in this world. Now, we talking about Kobe Bryant, Elvis Presley, Michael Jordan. No, let's talk about believers Abraham, David, mm. Solomon, like 
Peter, why are you on that list? How great are you? Like, what have you done for God? Oh, you should be doing things. Are you kidding me? People should know you by your name. You should be living for future generations. Then you really know you did, did it good if your other generations are blessed by your work, right? Your descendants are blessed by your work. Is that what they're called? Descendants. So your children, your children, children, your children, children, children. Because of your work, people like your they can walk, the doors just open for them. Opportunities just come to them because they're your descendant. Good example with that is like Billy Graham. And I would even say Joel Osteen because his dad, you know, a lot of people don't know that Joel Osteen took over his dad's ministry. I think his name mm -hmm. was John Osteen. And y'all should look at some of his videos. John Osteen is completely different than Joel Osteen. He was a fire and broomstone, whatever you call it, preacher. Like that dude, he did not hold back. And Joel, <laughs> he even always fought with his dad a little bit about like, his dad would say, you know you're called to preach and stuff like that, right? But Joel Osteen would be like, you know, dad, like, you always preach fire and broomstone. That's not me. Like, <laughs> you know Joel Osteen. He's all smiles and preaching positivity. That's it. Yeah. Like, completely different than his dad. So, like, but look, did you guys know Joel Osteen's son preaches now? I think his name is William Osteen or something, but his son oh. preaches. Yeah, like, He's like about my age, so like 30 or something, 20, 28. But anyways, guys, so like Billy Graham, his son, William Graham. Then, oh, actually, that's his grandson, William Graham. Uh, his his son's Franklin Graham. Yeah, he got, Billy Graham got like six kids. By the way, it goes like all his kids got a lot of opportunities. They're automatically evangelists just because of Billy Graham, right? Like, <laughs> John Wesley, I don't know about his family, but like these people are blessed. Like when I went to Comic Con, guys, like my life just was open because I love love superheroes and stuff. You know, there's a guy named y'all should watch it on Hulu. Just type in Bob Kane or Batman, something like that. There's a oh. doctor. Oh, you know who I'm, you know what I'm about to say? Like, yeah, Bob Kane is like the creator of Batman, right? Yeah. So like, there's a documentary about the co-creator of batman really the actual creator of batman so bob kane he lived a lot like he went all his life never giving credit to the person who actually made batman into what he is today oh really dang yeah so he took credit for somebody else's work like he literally went to somebody and asked them he's an artist the guy he went to was an artist and he asked him can you please like help me with this Batman idea. Like, you know, like at first he literally had Batman as a bat, right? And so uh, the person's name is Bill Finger, like Maya says. So guys, look up Bill Finger on Hulu, right? Mm -hmm. documentary, documentary should still be there. If you can't find it, it's probably on YouTube. But it's a doc, the, the, now, basically, Bob Kane always got the credit for Batman on any superhero, mm -hmm. stuff, comic book stuff or anything. So now after Bill Finger's death, like Bill Finger died, uh, it wasn't fair how he died. Like he died from being miserable, depression, oh. just things not ever panning out for him. And he, because he created Batman into what he is today. Like literally, Bob Kane had a a bat for Batman, and like no villains or anything. And Bill Finger made it into what it is today. And so on. It, just imagine if that was you, right? On it, like this is when Batman popped off in the '60s. Like Batman been around for a long time. Like the the shows started coming out in the '60s. The comic, more comic books started coming out. It's still coming out today. More movies, more shows, more comics. Yeah. Like it, Bob Kane got all the credit, 
And so now, way after Bill Finger's death, like just recently, like, I mean like 2012, like they started giving Bill Finger credit and started putting his name down as the creator of Batman. So when you go to a con, now you got Bill Finger, this is a good example, Bill Finger's family is now recognized. So who, they can't pay Bill Finger no more. He's dead. So who are they gonna pay? They're his descendants, his children. So they found one of his kids and I think she had a kid. So now all their family, they can just go to cons and go in Bill Finger's stead and just sign comic books, right? Or just do interviews talking about their grandfather or father. Like so, like that's what it's like, guys. When you have a good name, like it just blesses your generations. Like doors mm -hmm. open for them. Like so, basically for con comic cons, you guys should totally go to one. Like. Man, you got celebrities just signing papers, signing things, or you got their family members coming, you know, for them because they're passed away and stuff. They just talk about them and stuff like that. So it's really cool. So, like, man, like, just imagine, guys, if you just did what God put on your heart to do and you just fulfilled that vision, it's going to take a community. It's going to take a lot of wins, a lot of successes. That was another point I was going to say, guys. Like, you got to really just think about, think little, think smaller. Then you can get to the big things you're trying to do. So it takes many accomplishments, many milestones, many victories, many successes, many wins in order to get to the big one that you're waiting on, right? So going back to the quote, the quote is true in this sense, right? From what I just said. So there's quotes that says like, you know, winning is all there really is, right? Then you got quotes that say, you know, winning isn't everything. It's the only thing. Uh -huh. It's true to an extent. I'm going to play devil's advocate. It's true because it takes winning to get to your dreams, to get to your goals. Like, yeah, it takes failing, too. It just depends on what, how you slice it. Like, what are you trying to do? Like, so with uh, Thomas, Justin used uh, Thomas Jefferson as his, or ben, Benjamin Franklin, whoever made the light bulb, right? Like, it was a slave, actually. Maya knows the name. But, like, <laughs> so anyways, so, like. Talk to Maya afterwards. Man, Maya knows all the. Hidden people in history. Yeah, right. So, like, yeah, guys. So, like, what was I saying? So, like, yeah, it takes many failures to make a light bulb. It takes many failures to be able to fly, like with the Wright brothers, right? It takes many failures to do that, right? But those failures are victories because little by little, you get to see, okay, man, that didn't work. So now this is going to work for us to be able to fly. This is going to work for the automobile to work. Like, so that's the importance of losing. Right, it's a balance. Sometimes you win in life, sometimes you lose in life. You learn more through losing. God is at work and you're losing. And I'm gonna go back to what Justin said earlier. Justin, just stop me if you want to add something, man, because I'm I, I'm all over the place now. But like uh these I'm just getting everything out now. But like I, was, I asked Justin before this video even started, the direction I'm going in, I, I was gonna say, and he mentioned it earlier, you know, did Jesus win at everything all the time in life? And again, that just this just you got it's just about perspective, right? Like Jesus, it could be considered that Jesus lost because there's some there's some cities that he went to that didn't want to hear from him. So when it comes to being an evangelist or a teacher of the gospel and trying to win people for Christ, if they don't want to listen to you, a lot of people think that's a failure. Like you failed. Because if you were really winning, like this is stuff my dad said to me, you were really winning, really doing things on social media. Well, how many people were baptized? How many people came to Christ? How many people, how much money did you make? Like, that's not, sometimes that don't matter. 
Like, you know, so did Jesus win all the time, right? It, the disciples failed him multiple times. So did he fail with the disciples? Like, no, like they failed a lot. And it took a lot of failure for them to become into the image that God created them to be and to accomplish all the wonders for Christianity and to get it going on to what for it to be what it is today. You right? So like, man, like, yeah, he freaking died. Like the Pharisees didn't want to listen to Jesus. The Sadducees didn't want to listen to Jesus. The high priests, they all schemed against Jesus. That could be considered a failure. But it's not. It all worked in God's plan. So a lot of times we look at our losses as failure. It's not. It's a part of God's plan. A lot of times we look at our, the mishaps and the setbacks, the disappointments, as failure, as losing. Guys, it takes that to win. God's at work. Let me use some scripture verses, guys. Like This is the stuff that Jesus promised to us. And Justin, just stop me, man, when you got something. All right, so John 16, 33, Jesus said, I've told you these things so that in me you may have peace. In this world you will have trouble, but take heart. I have overcome the world. You know, in the Bible it says that we're, we're, we're more than conquerors. In the Bible it says that we're overcomers. In the Bible it says that I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me, right? But sometimes, guys, you're going to fail. You're, you're, in this world, you're going to have trouble. That's what, that's what he's talking about. In this world, you're going to have trouble. But take heart. I have overcome the world. Because he overcame the world, you can too. Because he overcame the world, because he died for you, you can do all things through Christ because he's strengthening you. He's inside you when you accept him as your Lord and Savior. So when you come to Christ and he's inside of you, you can do things you never thought you could do. He, he, he'll give you the strength that you, he give you strength that you didn't even know you had. He will come through for you in ways you didn't even think were possible just so that you can get the victory. So that's the thing. We got to, we, a lot of times we think carnally, like how much money I got in my bank account? Like how many followers I got on social media? Sean, you got a church yet? Like, are you a mega pastor like Stephen Furtick, Michael Todd, Joel Osteen? Like, where are you, Sean? Like, that don't matter. Is winning really everything? No. God is doing everything different in our lives than the world. <laughs> like, as a child of God, God's trying to make us like more like Christ. God's trying to humble us. Do you know how prideful you'll be? I'm going to go back to the very beginning of the video. You know how prideful you'd be if everything went your way? Did everything go Jesus' way in this world? You think Jesus wanted to die on the cross? He freaking bled and prayed for this cup to pass. He did not want to go to the cross. But why did he go? Because he loves us and he loves God. Mm. That's what this life is. That's what true winning is, doing God's will. Like A lot of times, we have, we have suicidal thoughts. We have depression. We have anxiety because we're focused on the wrong things. Like we need to be focusing on doing what God called us to do instead of accomplishing the little feeble acts that we want to accomplish. Oh, I'm just going to get this, this next paycheck. You live paycheck to paycheck for a reason. Like You, you have to think bigger. Like, I really don't think that's what God wants for all of us, but whatever. So <laughs> that's a side note. But anyways, guys, like, let me say another scripture verse. Justin, you have any, actually, you have anything? Yeah, with I want to say two things. Um, if we're going back to the beginning, like, uh, like, do you think like we succeed there's anybody who succeeds all the time and no i feel like the failures are needed so that we grow a little more and like sean and i've already said before like if we could go back in time to change our mistakes or tell us something would we and like my stance was like no like 
God used my failures. God used what I wasn't able to do so that I could be where he wants me to be right now. And secondly, and I should have said this at the beginning, and that's my bad. Um, you're just on a roll. But um, playing devil's advocate, it's like, yeah, winning is actually, trying to win is actually very useful. It challenges us. It gives us like a purpose. I don't like, um, I don't like a society now where it's like everyone gets a partition participation trophy or a ribbon because that's not how the real world will function once the kids get out there like sometimes they're gonna lose and we need to teach them that but like the effort to win i feel like is necessary for us to grow mm. now do we need to always win no but should we always try to win yeah i think we should because we want to give it our all like someone told me like god does God doesn't blame you like if you fail or he doesn't blame you for the trials and errors that you have, but he won't, he won't accept excuses for not even trying. So I think like that is the mindset that we need is that we need to push ourselves. So we're challenged, but we also like take that failure in stride so that we can try to do better next time. Right. And that's the whole point of this video, guys. Like, is winning really everything? No! Mm. It, it's winning and losing in this life for God to teach us the lessons that he wants to teach us in this life. If it wasn't like that, then we wouldn't need it. But it is like that. We need to learn how to trust God. Wait on God. God knows what he's doing. So it takes losing. It takes some things not panning out for you. It takes being in the situation you hate sometimes. It, it takes being in the process you don't agree with sometimes for God to mold you into what he wants you to be so that you can accomplish what he wants you to accomplish, right? So, guys, so many people, man, God, it's not, it's not going good for me. So is God really with me? Like, man, life's hard. So God doesn't love me. What? Like, are you kidding me? That shows that he loves you. It's about getting through it, guys. It's about going through it, right? God doesn't bring us bring us through situations to stay in those situations. It's to get us out of it. It's to teach us something, to learn something. We're going to make it to the other side. That's one of my favorite scripture verses of all time. It's Mark chapter 4, verse 35 to 41. That's when Jesus calmed the storm, right? At the very beginning of the story, Jesus told the disciples, we're going to go to the other side. Then a storm comes. While they're going to the other side, Jesus sleeping on the boat. You guys know the story. He's sleeping on the boat. And then the disciples wake him up and say, Jesus, we're about to die. Prepare for death. But they knew to go to Jesus. That's the good thing. Yeah. They're fishermen, guys. They've been through storms before. They know how to maneuver and you know do the sails and whatever you got to do. They're fishermen. Most of them are fishermen out of the 12 disciples. It's 12 men. And probably more. There's other boats, too. Other boats in the ocean, too. So it was multiple boats. I don't know if all the disciples were on one boat, but they woke Jesus up and said, hey, there's a storm. We're about to die. And it's a short trip, so it couldn't, couldn't have been that long. But anyways, Jesus wakes up. He says, man, you a little faith. Like I told you guys, we're going to make it to the other side. So, guys, whatever you're struggling with, like, I feel you. Like, there's stuff going on right now. I'm at my parents' house, and I'm 30 years old. I'm not even married yet. Oh, that's another thing, too. Guys, preparing for a wedding sucks. If you know a wedding coordinator, hook a brother up. That's cheap. 
like two hundred dollars. But it's like, like planning a wedding is awful. Like the processes I'm going through, like with the Emmy Church, just to be a pastor, just to get my ordination, it's not easy, right? So like, is wedding really everything? You think you think trying to be a pastor is easy? You think you just talk? You talk? No, trying to get your ordination depends on where you get it. Some people can just get it online and order it. Well, that's not respected. Certain processes pay off. Like so, like yeah, guys, I've been struggling, man. But anyways, you guys get it, man. Like you're gonna make it. You're gonna make it, man. We're all gonna make it. God will see you through and bring you through it. That's why we struggle. Mm -hmm. God's trying to reveal Himself to you. He's trying to show you a different name of God, the Great I Am, Elohim, uh, Jehovah Jireh, my provider, Jehovah Nisi, Lord, you reign in victory. I don't know, <laughs> Lord, my banner. Like it's, I'm trying to sing the song. <laughs> I always try to sing that song, but um, yeah, guys, like every time we go through a trial, God is just revealing. He's he's deepening our relationship with him. That's one. Two, he's revealing himself in a different way to us. Three, he's molding us and making us more like Christ. So he's doing a lot in our sufferings, in our losses, in, in our challenges in life. So Justin, that's something else I have for you. I, I want to ask you at the beginning of the day, I want to ask like, what 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 are the pros of losing sometimes? Like what what do because everybody already know what the pros of winning is, but what's the significance of losing? Like why do we lose? Like what what is God doing in our losing? Like that is a profound question because it's not just one answer. Because he lost too, and the stuff that he learned in his losing is different from me, but it's all the same. Like because I tell you now, like and I think Justin does something. Anytime I'm going through a hard season, so I'm losing, right? That's a moment for me to go to God and ask, what are you trying to teach me? What are you trying to, what do you want me to learn in this season? Right. And what's, what's recent for me, I'm going through stuff now, but what's recent for me, oh, that's something else I ask too. Like in every season of my life, I always ask God, like, give me a revelation that I need right now to, right. like, what's the message that you need to hear right now this second? What's the word that you need from God right now that, you really need. You guys see what I'm saying? Like it's the it's the word that, like, if a preacher preached it, like you're like, man, you were talking to me. That's exactly what I've been going through. I'm struggling with, and now I know how God's gonna get me over. Now I know what God is doing in my life. So now I know what to prepare for. Now I understand why I'm going through this. So that's the revelation, guys. So what's the revelation? So for me, in 2018 and 2017, I had suicidal thoughts. Right? Uh, oh, 2017, 2016. I had suicidal thoughts. So, and then in 2018, I lost my job, my $80,000 job, $40 an hour. Like, that job was great. So, I lost my $80,000 job. So, I had fa I faced rejection. So, I needed a message on rejections. That's when Jesus went to Nazareth, and the Nazarenes almost threw Jesus off a cliff <laughs> because they didn't like the message that he preached. And so, Nazareth was one of the places, his home city, where he's from, his hometown. Like, this one of the cities that never understood what he was preaching about, never agreed with Jesus or anything, right? So rejection. That was one of the revelations that God gave me that passage, right? It was like Luke 4. And then the other one was Jesus calms the storm. I was going through a storm with suicidal thoughts. And Jesus told me, I'm going to make sure you go to the other side. So there's no point in taking your life. There's no point in giving up. There's no point in caving in. <laughs> all you got to do is trust me. Right, because you're gonna make it, Sean. Don't give up. You're gonna miss out on seeing what I'm doing. So, what's the revelation that you need right now? That's the point of losses, guys. The point of losses is God <laughs> revealing 
something else new to us. So, Justin, you had anything? I'm talking forever before I share the scripture verse, man. Can you hear me, Justin? Can you hear me? Can you? Oh, man. Something's going on, man. Join back in. Join back in. Yeah, guys, we have a technical difficulty. Can you hear me now? Good. <laughs> Y'all know that commercial. Yeah, okay, he's joining back in. But, guys, I did have a scripture verse I wanted to share with you guys, right? So, oh, he's back. Can you hear me? You can hear me now. Yeah, can I can now. Sorry. Uh, man, what happened, man? It, like, the audio just cut off, and then I was trying to fix it, and then the video went off. Yeah. Sorry, man. I hate to jump off like that. Yeah, that's just me. It's time to wrap it up, man. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, what you have, man? Or that, or that means the enemy is trying to stop you, man. You don't know. Right. Did you have anything else, though? Um, shoot. Yeah, I did. I'm trying to think of it before I was had tech, technical difficulties. Yeah, it's like, a, oh, yeah, what you were saying was like really powerful stuff, like powerful words about like asking yourself, like, what do you need in that moment? Because as he said, a lot of times we're not on the same wavelength as God. What's that? Um, what did they say in that Batman movie? Since we were talking about Batman, he's the hero. The city needs not the one that it deserves. It's like, man, yeah, God does a lot of things that we need at the time, but we don't deserve it. Or we don't even think that we need it. But like God knows, like God knows the complexities and the struggles that we have in our life like but like he uses that to get us through or be stronger like the that saying give a man a fish and he'll eat for a day teach a man to fish and he'll eat for the rest of his life Ooh. god doesn't test us like the bible doesn't say that he anywhere that he tests us but he does allow trials to happen so that we will succeed or fail um and the outcome of that, like, no matter what the outcome is, like, we're better for it in mm -hmm. the end. And, uh, I mean, that, I don't want to butcher it anymore because that's about that's about all I want to say is, like, um, God will put you where you need to be for sure. Like, he uses those to build us up to, like, be a better animator, be better at your ministry. Like, he'll hone your skills until you're ready for the moment that he has for you. Mm. Yeah, that's the whole point, guys. Like, God's preparing us. He's getting us ready for glory. Like, he's getting us ready for our ministries. He's getting us ready for our marriage. He's getting us ready for death. He's getting us ready for so many things. God is at work. He's always at work. And he's at work in our losses or in our wins. He's at work in our blessings or in our curses. He's at work in our good times or in our bad times. So God is always at work. And you can trust him with your story. You can trust him with your life. You can trust him with whatever you got going on in your life. And rest assured, everybody is going through something. And if they ain't going through something right now, they will. Right? Either going through something, you either just got or something, or you about to face something. But rest assured, trials will come your way, man. Tribulations mm -hmm. will come your way. Trouble will come at your doorstep. Bad times will come your way. But you know, rest assured, God's at work. God's doing something. And God is in control. And he will never, he has never left us throne. He has never stop being God and he will never stop being God. He will sustain you. He will keep you. He will provide for you. He is doing great things. So guys, we got to learn how to trust that and trust the process, even though we don't agree with the process, right? So like, yeah, that's the whole point of this video, guys. Like losing is winning really everything. 
No, because sometimes you lose. Like <laughs> losing is losing everything. No, because sometimes you win. Right? You gotta, you gotta be, you gotta be flexible, guys. You gotta be balanced. So whatever life throws at you, you gotta be ready for it. I don't want you guys to get hit in the face. I don't want you guys to say, "I'm gonna box." You know, I'm gonna box life, and I'm gonna knock life out. When you don't stand a chance against the wind, you don't stand a chance against life. <laughs> oh, that's God's job. <laughs> like, who are you? Right? You're fighting a battle you can't win. You guys see what I'm saying? Like, your battle is to be ready for the fight, to uh, be obedient and learn the lesson that God's trying to get you to learn. Because, oh, that's something else, guys. Like, the lesson will keep on repeating itself until you learn the lesson. So, mm-hmm. a lot of you guys are going through the same trial, the same losses, experiencing the same story over and over again because you ain't never learned the lesson. You ain't never humbled yourself. And so I'm trying to tell you guys because, you know, I'm 30, so I, I learned this too. I ain't trying to repeat certain things again. I want to do it right the first time, learn the lesson the first time so I don't have to have any regret. That's another thing too. I want to have no regrets. I want to get everything I need, to, want, I need to get from that situation so I can be done with it. Life's too short. Everybody living like and everybody's living like they got multiple lives, like a cat or something. Like, you know how short life is? You're only getting older. So, all right, yeah, Justin, I just keep on going in, man. You see what I mean for this video? Like, but this is another scripture verse I got for you guys, man. Let's go ahead and end the video like this. So, guys, is winning really everything? Here goes the scripture verse for that. So consider it pure joy, my brothers and sisters, whenever you face trials of many kinds. Mm-mm-mm. You face a lot of trials in this life, guys. Here goes a message for you. My brothers and sisters, are you facing trouble right now and you don't understand it? And is it a lot of them all at once? And if you feel overwhelmed, like, dang, how much worse can it get? And then it gets worse. <laughs> Consider it pure joy. Because God's at work and he's doing something. And when you learn the lesson he wants you to learn, guys, oh, this is what's going to happen, guys. You got to learn the lesson, though, because if you don't learn the lesson, guys, you don't even want to know, right? You're not going to get none of this stuff. You're missing, you're missing out on what God's trying to do, right? So here goes. Let me put you guys on game. Consider it pure, pure joy, my brothers and sisters, whenever you face trials of many kinds, because you know that the testing of your faith produces perseverance. Oh, yes, Lord. When your faith is tested, when it looks like nothing's going to pan out for you, and that dream that you have is shattered. It's lost. I'll never be able to do it. You got divorced and you don't think you ever get married again. Because you know the testing of your face produces in perseverance, endurance, long suffering. That's one of the fruits of the spirit, guys. That's the whole point of trials. There's one reason. God wants you to have his fruits of the spirit. To have perseverance, endurance. That means no matter what trial, no matter what life throws at you, no matter how hard life hits you in the face, you get back up and you fight some more. Man, life's going to try to knock you out. It's going to try to beat you down. But your faith will stand the test of time. <laughs> let me stop being a coach. So let perseverance finish his work. Oh. <laughs> let this perseverance. So you keep on facing trials good. Tell life you want some more. Tell life to keep on hitting you. Because you won't keep on fighting. You won't keep on learning the lesson that God wants you to learn. Why? Let perseverance finish this complete work so that you may be mature and complete and not liking anything. Oh, my gosh. What a Bible first, guys. 
What are you lacking? You lack nothing in Christ Jesus. You have freaking God on your side when you are a child of God. What does he lack? Nothing. He owns it all. So, guys, do you feel like you lack anything? Go to God. What you mean you lack something? You don't like anything. Everything he's doing right now in your life is not accidental. It is for a purpose. He's doing it for a reason. I've been talking with Justin all the time. I have a lot of regret in my life, and I live pretty perfect, honestly. <laughs> but, like, <laughs> I always be like, man, like, if I would have did this, then this would be right now. Like, oh, my gosh, I think about that all the time. But, Sean, let, let perseverance finish his work. There's, what do, what lesson do you need to learn through your regret, Sean? What, do you live with regret? Do you live in the past? What lesson does God want you to learn with you replaying the past and reliving it all the dang on time? That's you losing. And, you know, there's no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. There's really no losing. We're more than conquerors. We are overcomers. Even though it feels like we're losing, in the end, we're not going to lose. That's another scripture verse. Jesus said, you may not understand it right now, but later on you will. So, like, guys, whatever you're going through right now, you're going to understand it better by and by. You know, time is filled with swift transitions. But you understand it better by and by. So, God, well, you're going, what you're going through right now, you will understand why you went through it. But, you know, I'm going to put you on game real quick. You can understand it right now if you just ask. Does that mean you don't get the answer automatically? No. It's going to take time. It's going to take digging through his word, spending a lot of time with God. And when you do that, guys, ooh, let perseverance finish his complete work so that you may be mature and lacking nothing. A lot of you guys lack right now because you ain't, <laughs> you're not going to him. That's the whole point of trials. Go to God. Spend time with God. What child doesn't go to their parent when, when something goes bad? I mean, if you have awful parents, I understand. But when you got good parents, I mean, you can go to your parent and, and ask for help. They'll bail you out of anything. My parents will bail me out of anything. They got my back, right? But do you think God got my back more than my parents? Do you think God knows what's going on more than my parents do? Yes. He knows what's going on more than I do. So why wouldn't I go to him? Same thing for you guys. Man, there's a complete work that God's doing. And you know what? I'm going to put you else on. I'm going to say something else. How is God is the Alpha and Omega, the beginning and the end. God finishes what he starts. Justin, I can preach, man. You know, I was, I was really thinking I can't preach. but You were, you man, yeah. I, I was feeling a mix of pastor and football coach that for a moment. <laughs> something, something for the verses in James. Those are powerful verses. Yeah. It really does. It, the, the thing I like about it, it says, like, you allow perseverance to um, go towards completion. Mm. And and like once it's a completion, then you finish. But the thing is, like it's never complete. Like that's the amazing thing is we always have something to learn. Like the Bible says that we are constantly trying to be more Christ-like. But are we ever going to be like Jesus? No. That's why it's like a marathon. Like it's not, it's not um, a one hundred meter dash. Like it's not to see who gets there first because like we're constant. Like we're constantly running. Like we're there's a goal in mind, but like man, we may never reach that goal till we're off in heaven in the New Jerusalem. But like the thing about this verse is that it gives us perseverance to continue. Like if for anybody who's able to become perfect, you're done. You're you don't have to listen to the verses. You've gotten everything from God that you ever will. Like that's nobody. But like he it constantly 
it tells us to constantly go towards God, which is a great thing because that means every time we can go to God. That means we'll always have that encouragement from God. That means no matter where we are at life or what lesson we have, we can always go to God for that. No matter the failures that we have, we use those failures. God uses those failures to build us up, to connect to other people. As we said before, like no one wants no one wants to hear sympathy from someone who's never had trouble in their life. But like the troubles and the failures we have in life, like that gives us connection to other people. God uses that. So yeah, the verses uh, I really like the verses Sean pulled out because it it's it's like constant encouragement. It shows that even when we are failing, like if we pers if we persevere and we go towards God, like God can help us take care of it. Like we won't necessarily succeed the next time, but it's a stepping stone. Yeah. Man, let's hurry up and end this video. I was about this. You made me want to say something else. I'll just say it. Like this scripture verse, first Corinthians 13, verse 9. It says, For we know in part and we prophesy in part. I did that video on my YouTube channel. You guys gotta check mm -hmm. it out. Like, guys, nobody has it all together. Nobody has all the answers in life. Nobody. Like, I'm going to ask you guys a question. What day will you die? Do you know the exact date? If you're young, how many kids you going to have? Who, who's your husband? Who, who's going to be your wife? Like, will you all divorce? Like, do you know all the answers of life? What will be your next job? I just got to let go from my job. I don't know what my next job going to be. I want to be full-time ministry. Will I ever be in full-time ministry? Like, there's so many questions in this life, right? We only know in part. God knows it all. He's the one that we need to trust. Mm -hmm. So is winning really everything? No. There's so much more that God is doing. So much more that he's orchestrating and working out. So, guys, it's about trusting him in the process and learning all the lessons that he wants us to learn. Right? Mm -hmm. Because when you do that, guys, here we go to end off the video, man. So, blessed is the one who perseveres under trials, under trial. So, man, guys, when you learn... Every test is building your muscle. Muscle. Paul says, exercise your faith, right? Guys, I'm going to do so many posts on that. I cannot wait. Exercise your faith. Guys, when you work out, everybody wants all these great bodies, but let me put you on game. You will not get a great body if, you don't, if you're not consistent, oh. if you don't keep at it. That's one key. Another key is what part are you trying to work out? You have to target that area. So, for example, you want abs, you have to work do different ab workouts to work what kind of ab you want so there's a certain ab workout to like get a lot right here, right then there's a certain ab work that i got four abs so like certain workout just to get the four abs there's a certain workout for lower abs like what do you say book for your abs <laughs> you said i'm marketing it no the books were coming through your abs Say that again. Say what you, yeah, yeah, what'd you say? Guys, but you guys get it, man. There's different muscles you have to work, like different ways to work every muscle, different workouts. And it takes consistency. That's this life, man. This life, man, is guys working, working on you, the different parts of you, right? The different parts of you guys. And it takes different exercises, different workouts, different trials, different tribulations to work your biceps, to work your triceps, right? Let me make sure you see my triceps a little bit. To work your delts, like there's different workouts for even your delts. Like you want the three lines right here, you certain workout for that. You want the the line right here to like look like Giannis right here. So that to be defined as a certain workout. You guys see what I'm saying? Like 
Do you want to look good in Christ? Like it takes working out. It takes exercising your faith. It takes losing sometimes. It takes trials. Man, we are talking, Justin. Man, this video is way deeper than I thought. So blessed is the one who perseveres on the trial because having stood the test, that person will receive the crown of life that the Lord has promised to those who love him. So guys, I'm going to be honest with you. You guys can live life and not learn a single lesson and still go to heaven because you trust in the Lord Jesus Christ and he paid the price for you. And his performance is all that matters. Because God looks at you, look at you as he God looks at you like you're Jesus when you accept him as your Lord and Savior. So you want when you put on trial, Jesus already passed the test. He already made a way for you. You can go to heaven. So that's one way. You can just be a doorkeeper in the house of the Lord, right? That's okay. But like if you like me and you want to serve the Lord and show you love him, do grand things for him, it takes exercising your faith, learning all the lessons. So you don't have to repeat them again. It takes it takes being molded and being mature, incomplete, mature. You can't be carnal no more. Paul said, I put away the childish things. When I, be, when I became a man, I had to put away the childish way of thinking, the childish way of operating, because I wasn't a child anymore. So I don't speak like a child. I don't act like a child. So guys, you going carnally through life like a child, not learning the lessons that you need to learn, being a mature adult as a, a mature adult as a Christian, guys. So it's a difference between being an adult carnally, physically, and then being an adult spiritually. What does that look like? It means you don't, you have discipline. It means you have perseverance. It means that you, you don't lack patience. You don't really, yeah, sometimes we stumble, guys, but you're, you know, you're kind, right? Even when you don't want to be kind, just like Jesus. He was maturing the faith. So, guys, there's so many stuff I want to say, man. But, like, you guys get it. This is the end of the video, man. I do Winning. one more thing, too. Just because you yeah. mentioned, like, could you pull up that verse again? Like, uh, the, yeah. and Sean was talking about having the discipline and perseverance. And I was actually watching this video of a biology teacher from Harvard. He was saying our bodies actually weren't meant to retire because, like, uh, like we used to work out in the fields. Like, even grandparents were, like, still working at the time we couldn't like quit retirement's actually a very recent thing and they found that after you retire like your body actually ages faster if you have nothing to do so we were made to persevere like god god has given us like bodies that can uh keep on chugging and like of course there are like days of rest that we need that's a good balance for that but like we were made to like keep on working and like god wants us to see us persevere through those trials he wants to see us succeed like if you if you're wondering like why god is letting you fail it's like no he wants you to succeed he just knows that we might not be ready for that yet so just remember like we are god's creations like we were made to persevere we were made to keep running that marathon we were made to succeed you said everything you want to say you good yeah i think i'm good <laughs> Yeah, guys. So well, that's the video, man. It went way longer than what I thought it was going to be. It I thought it was gonna does, be yeah. Right. I thought it was going to be short. I really did. Because I didn't have that much. I, I did not have that much. But I, like I said, man, we're going to go in. So, uh. all right, guys. So, if you enjoyed this video, so now I can share my screen. You guys know the drill. I have the best social media pages ever. So, man, if you don't follow me on my social media pages, please do it. Guys, did you get threads yet? You should get the threads app, right? So let me, you get let me go ahead. I know we talked about I, that the other day. Yeah, I, I got it like the sixth day it was Good. out. Yeah, so. yeah, you need to get on top of that. You have you're gonna have people who are going
gonna ask, man, why does Sean have threads? But now, yeah, he's got a TikTok, he's got Instagram, he's got Twitter, now he's got threads. Follow him on social media. See here on the slide. Dang, you doing everything for me. Let me... <laughs> yeah, you doing oh, do you need you uh, mark threads in there now? Yeah, I I just added just, it. Okay. Yeah, it's right here. I need to highlight the the one. It's just in case somebody's like, it's too everything's in white. Like I can't see anything. Here you go, guys. So I, like I said, man, threads, you gotta get it. So threads is Instagram and Facebook. So Facebook owns it, but it's Facebook trying so it's Mark Zuckerberg trying to take out Elon Musk. They're they're oh. calling threads the Twitter killer, right? So <laughs> they're trying to compete against uh, I think it's Twitter. It's gonna be the next Twitter, right? So yes, people who don't support Twitter, you know, their politics, politics and stuff like that, who are now on uh, Threads. So like, yeah, guys. So if you don't have a Threads account, go ahead and get that, man. So my thread is trouble don't last. Just like most of my social media handles are all trouble don't last. Right, but you know, here goes my other ones. You know, mine's going to Bible on Instagram and stuff. But yeah, guys, you know it. So just go to all of them for real. All right, and like I said, man, on my YouTube channel, I have a lot of playlists, man. If you want to hear me and Justin talk some more, just scroll down on my playlist, and you can see all the people who I have come on my YouTube channel. You can see my playlist of all the videos that I have I've done with them. So yeah, me and Justin, just type in his name, Justin Lee Howard. Click, scroll down, and click on that. And you can see all the videos me and him did together. Mm. And if you enjoyed me and him tackling false quotes, we got a lot more videos coming for you on that. For real, I got a lot more posts. All right. So, uh, yeah, I have a playlist. You want to check that out on my YouTube channel? You can to see us tackle even more videos. I mentioned, uh, yeah, I'm not going to say any of that. So, Justin's YouTube channel is Chaplin's Log. Make sure to subscribe and make sure after you click. After you subscribe, click the bell. So that means turn on the post notification so you know when he uploads another video. Do that on my YouTube channel as well. And then also, here goes his uh, Facebook page. Uh, make sure to befriend him on there. You can ask him questions. DM us if you have any questions. We'll do a video on the question that you do. So I hope you guys enjoyed this video. You were blessed by it. So I pray that anytime you're losing in life cause, and you feel like you're losing like me, I feel like I'm losing, man. Ain't nothing. Like, ain't done nothing. Boy, God is at work. He's trying to teach you something. Mm -hmm. Learn a lesson yeah. so that you can get through the process and he can and you can get to the wins that you've been waiting and on. And everyone goes through that too. Don't feel like you're a failure because you failed once and like no one else fails. Everyone fails. So it's not, yeah. yeah. Just because like you're a Christian doesn't mean like you're not allowed to feel like a failure or sad sometimes. That's just part of the process. It's part of the process, guys. And God's going to get you through the process if you just believe and just do what he called you to do. Mm. It takes it takes faithfulness to get to the greater things, guys. So, well, guys, we'll talk to you guys later. Have a good rest of your week. We'll hit you guys with a video soon. We're back. So, back in it from man, whatever the saying is. So, peace out. Have a good one.